0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Video Vices, a podcast from Contemporary Research. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining me here for this episode of the show. Now, first and foremost, I want to let you know that this is an interactive experience. So if you're joining us live here today, you can drop questions or comments in the comment section there on the right-hand side of your screen, and we'll try to answer as many of those as we can here today. Now, our topic for today's show is a discussion of AV over RF. And joining me today are two experts who are going to break all of this down for us and answer all of our questions. First, we have Scott Hensler. He is the president and chief engineer of Contemporary Research. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here.
0: Excellent. We're also joined today by Dan Muckle. He's the president of Muckle Sales and also a sales rep. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you, Tyler. Glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. Thrilled to have both of you on the show and thrilled to get so much knowledge and uh, and expertise here uh, on this topic of AV over RF. So we're going to talk about some of the benefits and also some of the misconceptions that exist in the marketplace. Uh, but first to start off, uh, Scott, can you just give us a quick introduction into the basics of AV over RF?
1: Okay, that's where basically we deliver the audio and video as standard TV channels on the what's the black the coax cable uh, that has always been delivered to the back of the TVs. And so as I like to say it, it's as easy as TV. Uh, you connect that cable to TV, do your channel scan, and there's all your channels. And then from there, it's channel up and down or key in a channel to go to a channel number. It's just that easy. Only nowadays, these channels are completely digital. Um, so that there's perfect clarity, HD clarity, just like as is expected these days.
0: Dan, is there anything you'd like to add to to Scott's comments just on the basics of AV over RF?
2: Well, one nice thing is really with the, you can take any type of signal and send that over the coax too. It's, uh, you know, whatever signal type you're dealing with being component or HDMI or, or uh, SDI, you can use that as well, and you can mix those signals and you have 125 different channels uh, to choose from, so the uh, capability is is, uh, very, very high.
1: Yeah, I might add to that that within those 125, and actually it's 135 channels these days, that we can get two full HD channels within each of those. So easily we can get 270 digital channels or more. And as uh, Dan was saying, these channels can originate in any source. They can be cable channels, and then we add on an SDI channel, such as from a camera or an HDMI, uh, media player, like from a digital signage player, can be brought on and made into a channel.
0: So Dan, just as a follow-up then, uh, you know, it, it sounds like what you guys are describing works really well and uh, and is something that is incredibly effective. Why is there this perception in the market that AV over RF is an outdated technology?
2: I think that really, you know, tends from everything going, you know, more in the PC world, more of IP, and uh, just networking in general, and uh, in the RF, in in some cases a little bit of a lost art, but it's not complicated. It's very easy. It's there's all this existing cable out there that is could be utilized for distribution, and and people uh, or you know we have clients that have a tendency to just want to redo everything because that's what they think the the best direction is or the new standard, but. It's not necessarily true by any sense of the imagination.
0: Yeah, Scott, help us uh, correct some of these misconceptions about RF that exist in the marketplace, about it being either outdated or, okay, I need to modernize, I need to move to something new. Uh, tell us about why RF is, is still so viable and maybe correct some of that uh, outdated uh, myth that we're hearing these days.
1: Well, I, I agree with Dan that basically IPTV and Cat5 cables have been over marketed and well marketed, no doubt, such that customers think that's what they need. But in reality, it's just uh, kind of far over complicated, and RF just makes it so easy because it's just that one cable to the back of your TV. And the tuner is built into the TV. That's your decoder. No other hardware is required. No other uh, IPTV decoder box is required outside of the TV. And so that's kind of what adds to the simplicity of it. And even though that coax cable has been around a long time, that's what also makes it great. Um, It's in so many installations now. It's reliable. It is a high bandwidth pipeline. Um, It takes nothing away from your existing computer network to use that computer for delivering data as it's intended. You do not have to involve your IT department or know anything about IP addresses or any of that. But at the same time, we can bring on sources like computers and we can make their screen like a TV channel too. So it doesn't disinclude uh, networks and TVs by any means.
0: So then, Scott, it sounds like you're, you're touting some of the advantages there of, of employing RF in a facility. Uh, walk us through some of those advantages. Like you mentioned, uh, obviously ease of installation and use, it sounds like it is one of them, but what are some of the other primary advantages that you've noticed uh, of employing RF technology?
1: Well, cost is a huge factor because, as I just said, uh, you don't have to buy a an IPTV decoder box for every TV, um, which also then simplifies the installation because then you don't have this extra network cable, and then also the HDMI cable to go to to your TV, as well as then you have to make sure the TV is on the HDMI input so you see the video from the, the decoder box. So the savings is huge by not having to have this extra hardware.
0: Absolutely. And Dan, uh, follow up with uh, with your perspective on this. What what are some of the primary advantages that you've seen uh, uh, of utilizing RF technology?
2: Well, like Scott was saying, you know, not only the the quality of the signal and and the programming, but the uh, we can also add the control uh, over that coax at the same time. And that's something that's kind of unique, where we can add that between two different channels and control the display. At the other end, which, you know, why reinvent the wheel when you already have these displays, uh, have these tuners built into these beautiful HD displays, just uh, just use it and uh, save yourself a lot of money.
0: And Dan, I wanted to follow up on the the scalability uh, of RF. Can you you know start small and then expand and grow to, to more channels and, and TVs uh, at any point? Let's say you're you're a growing facility or something like that. Is that something that's possible?
2: Well, there's really there's there's very few little distance limitations with RF, and it's virtually unlimited how to the to the number of displays that you can grow this this uh, system to, and that's why it's so popular and large venue stadiums uh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like the Seahawks, uh, like the, the Seattle Mariners. Uh, you know, there's many, many stadiums throughout the uh, US that are employing this type of technology.
0: And you know, Scott, I, I think sometimes when it comes to technology, people just want to know, is this going to work? Can I rely on this? Uh, talk to me about the, the reliability aspect of RF technology. Is it something that people can depend on in a day in day out basis?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's on 24-7, like cable TV has been around for, for a long time. Um, it, if anything, there can be more reliability because there's not this external decoder box that I was talking about, as well as any complications of network infrastructure, all the switches and, and all the gear necessary to keep networks running.
0: Dan, any follow up to uh, to Scott's comments? I think
2: I think that's spot on what Scott said. I mean, the need to reboot any of these products is just happens very rarely, and you can't say that in the IT world by any sense of the imagination. Hmm. You know, we're not dealing with these switches and you know digital IP uh, signals and that sort of thing.
1: And there are distance limitations. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's really, really interesting. So, so Scott, talk me through some of the use cases where RF technology can be used with with great success. Uh, what are some of the use cases that you're seeing out in the market now and maybe some potential ones that that, that exist that, that maybe haven't utilized RF to its full capabilities?
1: I like to say any facility that has anything more than a dozen TVs or so is a potential candidate for it from small to hundreds, as we see in stadiums. Um, uh, as Dan, Dan mentioned, stadiums are probably the, the largest use case, you know, where in some of these stadiums we have seven or 800 uh, TVs. And then uh, also another application I know that we have, there's almost like 500 TVs at Maryland Live Casino. Um, so any kind of a sports bar, corporate and government facilities, uh, entertainment, venues. Like I said, any kind of facility that has more than a, a dozen TVs or so is perfect. Just hang the TVs.
0: <laughs> Dan, what about, what about from your perspective? Are there some uh, examples you can share of, uh, of places that have really utilized RF well?
2: Well, one of our largest installations was a, a corporate client and they used it just for distributing uh, you know, television programming throughout the facility. and. We see this in factories. We've seen this in, uh, you know, lots and lots of different facilities. It's just a great way to get video uh, television out to throughout the facility, and especially in schools as well.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. forgot that one. Yeah. As well, it has digital signage applications. Uh, one, of the, one of the channels can be a, a, a digital signage player so that uh, a TV can put, be put on that channel and it's a signage channel.
0: That's a really great point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it from, from that perspective, but, but that's an excellent point. And uh, I wonder about deployment. You know, we were talking earlier that, uh, that many facilities already have RF, cable, you know, uh, RF uh, capabilities already kind of built into those facilities. Uh, talk to me about the deployment for, for RF technology. Uh, is it something that, uh, that takes a lot of time to deploy? Uh, just talk me through that aspect of things as well.
1: Um, Basically, we can take that existing cable with all those channels and simply add digital channel modulators to insert um, extra channels in between, you know, on the places where there aren't already channels. And so then we're just combining or adding uh, more channels onto the system. And as Dan mentioned, these other new channels can be from all sorts of sources anything.
2: You know, coax has been deployed by your satellite providers, by your internet uh, providers, you know, your security providers, you know, it, it's still heavily used in uh, all new installations and existing installations. So why not take advantage of that? Uh, that, uh system or that cable that's already out there and and just take it to the next level
0: Hmm. a reminder to our audience out there if you have a question or a comment that you'd like to leave for one of these guys here today uh drop it in that comment section over there on the right hand side before we wrap up here today so uh dan from just from what you guys have described and, and from what our conversation has been so far it sounds like New technology came along, everyone got excited about it, but really at the heart of things, RF is still a fantastic technology that can serve many different purposes for, for facilities all across the gamut of industries. And so it, it sounds like a, a pretty classic case of something new coming along, everyone getting really excited about it. But hey, don't forget about this technology over here that, uh, that you may have forgotten about, but is still fantastic and still gets the job done the way that you need and want it to. It's, it may be
2: getting a little bit off topic, but, uh, you know, RF uh, signals, uh, you know, over the air, uh, you know, that's that's moving forward where you're going to get 4K uh, information uh, front to your television set directly from your broadcasters. And, you know, that plays nicely into what we're talking about here. And yes, the standard
1: these... is ATSC 3.0. Go ahead, Scott. And these channels that we're delivering over the cable are, are just as digital and just as high a resolution as, as IPTV. I think that's a misconception too, that somehow people think IPTV is better, but in essence, it's the same signal carried, carried over a different medium. And it shouldn't be compared with old analog channels by any means.
0: Hmm. Excellent, excellent stuff. And great information, I think, uh, correcting some some misconceptions that may exist in the market and really explaining uh, some of the advantages and some of the uh, the great aspects of utilizing RF. So, uh, guys, I, I want to give you both an opportunity to give us any closing and final thoughts here today, uh, either something that you want to, uh, the, to leave the audience with or maybe something we haven't touched on yet. So, Scott, let me toss it to you first just for any final thoughts or any conclusion statements you'd like to make. Um...
1: Basically, I, I don't understand why more people don't R, do RF systems, because it just doesn't get any easier. Um, it's just the cable to the back of your TV, channel up, down, go to a channel. Just as digital, no IT department, no IP anything. It's always on, no no latencies or delays either due to the network. Um, so while we have IPTV solutions, to, we still much prefer and try to steer people to the RF for simplicity, as well as probably half or a third of the cost as an IPTV system. Did oh, and well, further you- also oh, another ahead, misconception yeah. is that uh, coax cable is is more expensive, which in, in reality, it's really not any more expensive for coax cable than cat five cable. And it's no harder to pull and it's no harder to terminate if anything coax is simpler it's just two wires really whereas cat wires there's eight conductors in there that all have to be right so there's also sort of a cable simplicity too
0: excellent stuff excellent stuff thanks for that scott and dan before uh, we will have a question from the audience here but dan let's get your uh, your final thoughts here uh, before we hit that question
2: uh, I'd just like to say, save your coax, you know, uh, exactly. evaluate, <laughs> evaluate your, uh, your cabling uh, infrastructure uh, and uh, take a look at, you know, doing it uh, this way rather than uh, just throwing out everything and, and putting in you know, a whole new system. It's going to be more expensive.
0: So our question here comes from Brad and he says, did you say you can do display control via the RF cable? How? Any added hardware, uh, hardware and cost to that? So uh, Scott, tackle that question from Brad there for us.
1: Yeah, thanks for that question. Um, we have some coax controllers that Dan mentioned. It's a simple little box that basically just gets mounted behind the TV, and it comes with a loop loop through coax cable so basically where you would take the coax to the back of the TV to the tuner instead we go to the end on our box and then loop through the cable to the TV so that all the channels pass right on through but our box can listen for control signals and we have control boxes that generate infrared to control a TV that way or RS-232 for those kind of TVs and the beauty of it is it's just that easy to install. It's kind of plug and play with no downtime. You know, you can put these boxes behind the TV and not worry about interrupting or messing up your system. Um, and it can be done so, so quickly. Uh, in our system, we support up to 4,000 of these control boxes. So we can control thousands of TVs. Uh, we can control them uh, globally, like all of them. We can do them in zones or down to the individual display, uh, any which way. And we have scheduling software so that they could be controlled on a schedule or real time with your phone or iPad or any web-based device. Um, But anyway, yeah, thanks for asking. That's uh, one of our specialties, actually, is the coax control.
0: Very nice, excellent question, Brad. Dan, did you have any uh, follow-up on Scott's response there to Brad's question?
2: No, I think he covered it really well, and uh, would like, uh, like Scott said, we appreciate the question.
0: Excellent stuff. So, Scott, if people want to learn more about Contemporary Research and everything that you guys have going on, uh, where can people go, where can people find uh, more information, and maybe find more information on RF technology and things along those lines as well?
1: Uh, Contemporaryresearch.com. Um, we have a, an excellent solutions guide that helps uh, show the components in the system. And under the products section, we have um, modulators, which are what we talked about that generate the digital channels for RF distribution. We have these uh, TV control over the coax TV control products, as well as a bunch of different uh, professional grade tuners. and. Some other accessories,
0: but everything's on our website. There we go. Everything's there on the website. And Dan, tell us more about Muckle Sales and what, uh, what people can expect, and uh, where people can learn more about you.
2: Uh, well, Muckle Sales, we're a manufacturer's representative. We've been in business uh, for you know forty plus years, and uh, you know we have a long history with contemporary research and believe strongly yep. in the product and. Have a lot of successful uh, deployments, and uh, the you know the quality and the customer service is uh, just uh, top notch. So we're happy to uh, represent the line.
0: Excellent stuff, Scott Hetzler and Dan Muckle joining us here on Video Vices from Contemporary Research. Guys, thank you so much for taking some time talking to us today and educating us a little bit more about AV over RF.
1: Thank you, Thanks, Tyler. Tyler.
0: Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Video Vices. We appreciated having you very much. Of course, make sure you subscribe on Apple and Spotify to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If you miss a live edition of the show, you can catch up there on uh, Apple and Spotify. And make sure to subscribe while you're there. That way, you get the latest episodes right there on your device. And stay tuned. We'll be back with much, much more from contemporary research, exploring topics much like this one and providing some thought leadership there as well. So stay tuned for that. But for this episode, I've been your host today, Tyler. Thank you all so much for joining us.